First Class Fatherhood. That is where Alec Lace comes in with his popular podcast. And one of the most interesting was on a podcast. Alec Lace interviews high-profile fathers from actors to NFL players with a vision to change the narrative of fatherhood and family life. Welcome, everybody, to episode 663 of First Class Fatherhood, a family-made media podcast, and I have got a very special guest to bring you guys today. Kurt Cameron joins me on First Class Fatherhood. Kurt Cameron shot to fame when he portrayed Mike Seaver in the smash hit sitcom Growing Pains during the late 1980s, early 1990s. Kirk was nominated for two Golden Globe Awards for his performance in the sitcom, which also starred legendary Alan Thicke. You also know Kirk Cameron from films such as Like Father, Like Son and the Left Behind series where he starred as Cameron Buck Williams. Kirk Cameron's latest film is a movie called Life Mark, which is based on a true story that celebrates adoption. This one hits really close to home for Kirk Cameron. He and his wife, Chelsea Noble, who he met on the set of Growing Pains, they have six children, four of which are adopted. Life Mark begins streaming on Pure Flix tomorrow. I hope you guys will check it out. I love what Kirk Cameron is all about. I'm honored and excited to have him on the podcast today. Kirk Cameron will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Kirk Cameron was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. If you'd like to watch today's conversation between Mike Seaver and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and just one more episode to hit you guys with this week, and it's a good one. We know that Thanksgiving is on Thursday, and with that goes NFL football. And one of the most legendary sportscasters of all time, Ian Eagle, will be joining me here on the podcast to close out this week. I've been listening to Ian Eagle call football games, basketball games, college games since I was in high school. It's going to be a great episode. I hope you'll tune in, get you ready uh, for your holiday week. Don't forget about what's going on with the MyPillow sales. I know Black Friday is this Friday, but Black Friday is every day from now until Christmas at MyPillow. Get over to MyPillow.com and use the promo code FATHERHOOD. You'll save up to 66% on your entire order. Be sure you check me out over on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements. Got some great ones coming your way soon. And if you could help me out, please spread the word about this podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. You know it. Father's Day is every day on the podcast here. And here comes my interview straight up with Kirk Cameron on First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father, Kirk Cameron. Welcome to First. First Class Fatherhood. Hey, man. Great to be talking with you. Thanks for having me on the show. It's an honor to have you here. Let's start like this. How many kids do you have? How old are they? <laughs> Hi, my name's Kirk Cameron, and I've got six kids. My kids are 25, 24, 23, 22, 21, and 20. <laughs> you got that down to a science, huh? Well, you know, I just kind of figured that's how that's how the game is played. I'm just <laughs> trying to fit in here with first class dads. Well, you're one of them. Do me a favor, and just for the people that don't know, hit them with a little bit about your background and what you do so uh let's see uh if you grew up in the 1980s you may have seen the tv show growing pains so i played mike siever on growing pains and been an actor and a filmmaker ever since i was a little kid and um been in a whole bunch of movies and tv shows and 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 uh we're we're uh, really excited about a brand new movie that just came out this summer in movie theaters called life mark which celebrates the value of life in the womb and the beauty of adoption uh it's a special story to me and uh, we can get into that if you if you want to. But um, I love what I do. Uh, I'm a dad, a husband, and uh, actor and filmmaker. 
Yeah, very well said. We're going to jump into the movie in just a second here. If you could, Kirk, please take me back to the beginning of your fatherhood journey. How old were you when you first became a dad? And how did that experience change your perspective on life? Oh, wow. So I was a, a father when I was 26 years old. So I got married when I was 20. Then we started our family a few years later. I, I married my girlfriend on the show, Growing Pains. Uh, her name's Chelsea. We've been married for about 32 years now. And we started our, our parenting journey by adopting four kids. So right out of the gates, uh, we wanted to adopt children. My wife is an adopted child. And so we adopted a little boy named Jack. And then we adopted a little girl, another little girl, another little boy. And then we had two more kids after that. So we, man, we just, uh, we went from like zero to a hundred uh, real quick and had six car seats, 15 passenger van, more diapers than we know what to do with. We probably filled a local landfill, just our, just ourselves. Uh, so it was like the crash course in parenting. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. We got four kids ourselves, three boys, and then got the girl on the fourth try. Otherwise we'd be catching up to you, but we got her and she runs the show on this side. What could you tell me about, uh, the adoption process, Kurt. What was the adoption process like for you? And one of the things I'm curious about is, did you guys make a decision whether or not you were going to decide to tell your kids they were adopted? And did you decide on an age that would, when that would happen? So the adoption process worked uh, really smoothly for us. I Adoption laws are different in every state, but for us here in California, we hooked up with a great adoption agency. Uh, there are so many families out there who want to adopt. People don't understand that. There are so many more families out there who are dying to have kids, but they can't have kids. Uh, a little different for my wife and I, we wanted to adopt our kids. And so we just did first. Um, the second part of your question was, uh, was what? Uh, uh, were, if you decided, if you were going to tell the kids they were adopted, yeah. at what age you decided to do that? So this was never a question for us because my wife loved the fact that, that she was adopted and it was never a secret. It was never weird. Uh, she always knew that she was adopted and was taught that God brings families together in different ways. Uh, in fact, some of the most famous people in the world that have ever been born were adopted. Think of Mo Moses. He was scheduled to be aborted by government decree and his Jewish mother, full of faith, puts him in a basket and uh, protects his life, sends him down the river, and he's adopted by the Pharaoh's daughter. Uh, Jesus himself, Jesus Christ, was the result of an unplanned pregnancy and from Mary's human perspective. And Joseph adopts him as his own son and raises him. So uh, we never hid adoption from our kids. We said, this is a very special way that God brought our family together. And they've always known. And even recently, we've helped them to reconnect with their biological parents. And my daughter heard the whole story of how her mother uh, chose life for her and even spent Mother's Day weekend with her this last year with my wife's blessing. Um, and it's blossomed into uh, a real special friendship. So adoption is something special, something to be celebrated in our family. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, and I don't think there's any greater uh, form of love than to be able to adopt a child, make them your own. And and what a, what a beautiful experience. And so did you guys um, have any issues when that process came, when the kids, you know, were asking the questions or met their biological parents? Were there any issues or any problems with during that or did the whole thing run smoothly? Some people have, have real challenges in this area. But listen, having kids and starting families, uh, th that's that's tough work, no matter how it comes together. Right. Marriage is not easy. Uh, marriage takes a lot of hard work and raising kids is challenging, but it's a 
sacred duty. I wouldn't change it for the world. Being a father is the best role that I've ever played. We're raising up the next generation of human beings. We're shaping their souls. We're building their character. And uh, adoption is just uh, adding a little, a bit of a, a twist, a, a turn to the plot. Uh, but for us, man, it's just, it, it's been really, really, really good. My kids have had questions, but they've been able to talk to my wife about those, those issues because she herself is an adopted child. Some of our kids wanted to find out more info. Others were content just leaving it as it is. So uh, I would encourage people who are uh, adopted, who are even thinking about adoption or people who are, who are dealing with what to do with an unplanned pregnancy, consider the adoption option. It's a, it's a loving choice that helps the birth parents deal with a, a, a difficult scenario. It saves a child's life and it answers the prayers of those couples who want to have children, but are unable to. And um, I think that's why I'm so excited about people seeing Life Mark because it shows all of that stuff uh, in, a, in a beautiful story that you can watch at home. Yeah, very well said, Kurt. And I, I talk on this show all the time about the fatherless crisis that we have going on in our country. We got so many kids growing up without a father or a father figure in their life. And also, we've removed the Heavenly Father from our society. So you take the dad out of the home, uh, a Heavenly Father out of society, that one-two combination has wreaked havoc across our country. Uh, so I love the adoption process. And speaking of God, is faith something that's been important with you in raising your kids as well? And what are the top values you hope to instill in them growing up? We have something on our refrigerator, and it's the Cameron values. And there's five values that we put up there that we've always taught our kids. Uh, love God family first, be kind, tell the truth, work hard. And uh, faith in God and family first are right there at the top of the list. And um, man, we got to get back to that because if we lose marriage and we lose family, uh, we, we've learned, we've, we've lost the, the, the workshop where the next generation is built with character and virtue, integrity and faith. Uh, that, those are the qualities that are essential for our nation to exist. For us to have a free constitutional republic like we have, a, uh, virtue is essential. Character is, um, it's, a, it's, it's, not a, it's not an option to lose those things. So um, those are the things that we've taught our kids. Uh, we try to teach it mostly by, by leading and be an example of those things. And, and hopefully they're going to grab onto them and teach them to their kids. Yeah, very well said. Yeah, well, we are, unfortunately, we're leading the world in single parent households. And the majority of those are uh, single mom homes. And it's uh, the dads that are involved. And, and it is, it's just responsive. If you follow everything along, the crime rate, teenage pregnancy, the drug use, the dropouts from high school, all of it, it all follows that same cycle of having no dad, no father figure in the home. And it's not to take anything away from single moms that are out there doing their thing, uh, but it's not the situation that we need. We need our nuclear families to get strong if we want to have a stronger country. Yeah, man, I, I, you're absolutely right. And, you know, th th that's, a, that's a call to all of us as men to step up. Uh, you know, fatherless is not just like something that like drops out of the sky, uh, you know, like, um, like a virus or something. It's, you know, sometimes uh, kids are fatherless because their father has, has passed away. Um, but much of the time, we we see that fatherlessness is the result of guys who bail on their responsibility. 
who walk away from a pregnancy or walk away from a marriage when you could have hung in there. You could have fought for those kids. You could have fought for, for that marriage. And, and I understand what it's like uh, to, to, to live in this world, to have uh, things that make you feel like, man, I don't know that I, that I signed up for this. I don't deserve this. I blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, um, what, what could be more important than hanging in there with marriage and family and fighting for those things as much as humanly possible. Uh, and the next generation is going to either pay the price or uh, reap the benefits of what we do as dads in this generation. Yeah, and I, I liken it to the story of the prodigal son where the dads who are home and stay home and do their thing, and they are present, and they are responsible, they don't get no special reward for that. But if these dads that are lost can come back and be found once again, boy, will our society rejoice and we can't give up on them because we definitely need them. Yeah. And so let's jump into this uh, life mark here. It's based on a true story. When did you become aware of this? And uh, tell us a little bit about the character you play in the film. Somebody sent me a text with a link to a little documentary film. It was called, I lived on Parker Avenue. And uh, I watched this, this movie about an 18-year-old girl who found herself pregnant. She goes to an abortion clinic and changes her mind on the abortion table. Uh, she hides the pregnancy, places her child up for adoption, and then uh, thinks she'll never see him again. 19 years later, her son connects with her, and she thinks he probably hates her. But he goes and he says to her, thank you for the choice you made. I love my family. I love my life. You're my hero. And uh, man, that story just wrecked me, especially as an adoptive father. So I called my buddies, the Kendrick brothers, and said, man, I want to make this into a movie. Uh, I want to play the dad in the movie. What do you guys think? And they said, we think we want to make it with you. So we joined forces, and the movie came out in movie theaters just this last summer, and uh, it's been having a great impact. It's gotten 100% Rotten Tomato critic rating, 97% uh, audience score. So I highly recommend people see it, and it's uh, available through the, the Pure Flix streaming platform this Thanksgiving Day weekend. Yeah, awesome. And a link to, to the movie will be in the description of this podcast episode. We definitely need more content like this, so keep it coming. And since you became a dad, did that kind of have an influence on which particular roles you would choose to play? Has it had an influence on, on your career in that way? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, not only is this an opportunity to put a message out there that a lot of people are going to hear, but I want my kids to say, my dad didn't just talk to talk, he walked the walk. And I want my kids to be able to see the things. I don't want to say, hey, kids, you know, you can't see this movie. Right. Like, I, I, you know, I just did it for the money, but you can't watch. I don't want to do that. I want my I want my kids and my wife to say this like, like, wow, like my dad's the real deal. And uh, and he's in the fight for the right stuff. Um, that's important to me. Yeah, very cool. Again, Life Mark out now, Pure Flix. I have the link in the description of the podcast episode. Let me ask you about your discipline style here. What type of disciplinarian are you as a father? And is that different than the discipline style you grew up with? You're talking about. Um, not disciplining myself. You're like, in terms of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Punishment, D disciplining the kids here. Yeah. Disciplining the kids. That's right. Get out the old spatula and the leather belt. Kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is, this is an important topic. You know, when you see children who are not under their parents' authority, um, wow. You know, it's so embarrassing for the parents. The parents are getting frustrated. The kids are freaking out on the parents. It's annoying everybody else. And you think, man, some people are like, I don't even want to have kids. Uh, and so we got to find a way to have children 
under the, the benevolent authority of their parents so that they don't hurt themselves and it leads to their blessing. And I think that good and healthy discipline is a part of that process of getting them there. And uh, my wife and I read a great book when we were young parents called Shepherding a Child's Heart. Uh, the author's name is Ted Tripp. And uh, good, healthy, measured and controlled discipline is an important part of that. And uh, if people are interested in the details, I would I would highly recommend you go get that book. It's called Shepherding a Child's Heart. Uh, we followed it and the results uh, were, were awesome. Yeah, very cool. And I know, I mean, I, I asked the dad so many times when I get him on here about the discipline question. And so many of them will say, oh man, I disciplined way different than I was. When I grew up, I got that spatula or I got the belt or I got the switch or whatever it was. And I don't dare do that to my kids. And I think, uh, you know, parents today, a little bit more concerned about how that's going to look if they do any type of physical yeah. discipline with their kids, because society has kind of looked down upon that. Uh, but all these guys that have come up with it have turned out to be successful and hasn't done them wrong. And obviously a big difference between beating a kid and spanking a child. Yeah, hundred percent. Exactly. I mean, um, there's so many, so many things that have been twisted and warped um, to, to, to ruin those things. But like you said, um, Good, healthy discipline is an important ingredient in kids turning out right. And and uh, no better way to just screw up the whole ge next generation and make people just hate the idea of having kids than to not have children who are disciplined be unruly, wild, chaotic, and then never come under their parents' authority. So then they never learn how to come under any authority. And those are the kids that wind up in gangs and on jail and abusing other people and all that kind of stuff. Um uh, but to equate good, healthy discipline with child abuse, well, you, you just you're, you're comparing apples and oranges. Yeah, in Proverbs twenty two six, train up a child the way he should go. When he gets old, he'll never depart. So we definitely need voices like yours out there, man, because right. our family units are being destroyed in this country, and it's going to take things like this, your voices, your movies, your content, uh, to be a piece of putting this all back together. So props to you for what you're doing. I love what you stand for. Uh, I know we got the the life mark out now. What are you working on now? You got any other films in the pipeline here? What's coming up next for you? So uh, I've got a talk show that I host every week. It's called Takeaways. And we talk about everything from religion and politics and education, uh, arts and entertainment, uh, all kinds of stuff. And then I've I've got this this uh, initiative called the American Campfire Revival. You can see on my on my sweatshirt here, and that's something that I've been doing from my backyard on Facebook and Instagram, where uh, we're studying together as a country the principles that made us the freest, strongest, most uh, blessed and generous nation in the world. We got to get back to those things because we're losing our liberties and we're losing our blessing real fast by getting away from those principles. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, along with our heavenly father being removed, the dad being removed from the home, patriotism has been looked down upon as well. So we're losing God, family and country. And that's a trifecta that's just destroying us here. So we got to get back to that as well. So I love that piece. Last thing I want to hit you with here, Kirk, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast. What type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? I would I would say that um, you have perhaps the most important role in the world, more important and more powerful than the president, more important, more powerful than the rich and the famous that you see on TV, the parent, the father, man, you're training up the next generation. So I would say number one, number one 
you get in relationship and under the authority of God in heaven and let him train you and make you the man that he created you to be. And then you can lead by example. Uh, get down on your knees and pray and read the word of God. Let that be your map and your guide. Uh, let, let that be the, the, the instruction manual for your life. And if you follow that and surround yourself with other good men of faith and character, uh, then you will be qualified to be able to raise up the next generation. And, uh, and man, you, you'll, you'll never regret it. It's a, it's a sacred duty and a great responsibility, but it's incredibly uh, rewarding and your kids are dependent on you. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. It's been an honor for me. I got to say, Kirk Cameron, you're a first-class father all the way. Thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Hey, Al, great to talk with you. Keep up the great work. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. First Class Fatherhood is a family-made media podcast. Please visit www.firstclassfatherhood.com or www.familymade.com to find out more details. You can order First Class Fatherhood advice and wisdom from high-profile dads on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Proverbs 22.6 tells us, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will never depart from it. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.